feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. They are taking to the streets of America, and the Democrats seem to be enjoying this and using it as a rallying cry for the midterms and beyond. The big decision today by the U.S. Supreme Court putting abortion rights back to the states, which, if you look at the Constitution, many constitutional scholars are very clear, and most of them say, look, it's not in the Constitution. This was the right decision to go back to the states. It looked like that's what they were going to do, the Supreme Court, based on the leak, and they kept pretty much true to what was in the leak. So where do you think it goes from here? What was your reaction today? I want to get your thoughts tonight on the Rita Cosby Show. We're going to be taking your calls about this very emotional, very heated topic. The number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Do you believe it was the right decision by the Supreme Court? Were you surprised that they stuck to their views because there was clearly a lot of stuff going on with the leak? There were threats outside Supreme Court justices' homes. We saw, of course, their home addresses, their kids' addresses out there, the schools of their kids, their churches. There was so much information that was basically put out there that was basically putting pressure on the highest justices in the land to basically hopefully change their opinion, which to me was just outrageous. Some of these threats that we saw even before, as soon as the leak came out, We're so over the top. And today I say shame on the way that this president handled it because it was outrageous. He comes down and speaks out soon after the decision came out from the Supreme Court. And immediately he gets right in his political swing. He really is sort of like ginning up his base, really revving up his base, clearly saying, oh, it's on the ballot, made it very much a political issue. He also blasted President Trump. He can't help but do that in every single sentence, I think, that he makes. And to me, this guy is just one big political machine. But I will say that if you look at the response tonight and you looked at even the response after the leak, I think, first off, these groups are out of control. So many of these protesters are completely out of control, and the Democrats have to rein them in because There was already a guy who was planning to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh, remember, and shows up out of his home, a California guy who shows up outside of his house. You know, you can't be having that. That is just scary stuff. And the Department of Justice never condemned it. President Biden never condemned it. Anybody at the White House from the, like, spokesperson, they didn't condemn it. And even today when President Biden was telling everybody, well, you know, you should be kind of peaceful when you're out there. He said it so tepidly and he said it without such like passion it was like you know uh get out there and vote you've got to make sure you get out there you got to make sure you do this and then he said and you know what things should be peaceful it was like what 
Are you kidding me? You have already seen an assassination attempt, a planned killing of a Supreme Court justice, and this is after many people on your side were revving up these groups, and now all you can do is say, oh, well, things should be sort of peaceful. Uh, uh, like, to me, there is such an irresponsible tone to this president's voice, because you can already see it on the streets of America tonight. There are so many people that are out there and that are protesting. There are thousands in New York. There are thousands in Chicago. There are thousands in L.A., and they are all over the place. So tonight, I want to hear, first of all, your thoughts, because I love this show, because I always look at it like a town hall where we can all share our opinions and our views. What do you make of the Supreme Court's decision? What do you make of the fact that the left already is making it sound like abortion is illegal now as a result of that? And that is not the case. What the decision basically is, is that they are sending it back now to the states. And a number of states um, will continue to allow it. They may limit it. Some may ban it. But a lot will continue to allow it. So in a number of states, nothing's going to change. And in a lot of states, it will be obviously on a case-by-case basis. It'll be up to legislators. They make it clear, a lot of constitutional experts, it's not in the Constitution. So a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, now now, abortion is totally outlawed. They're also saying same-sex marriage is outlawed. Uh, Interracial marriage is outlawed. Where are you getting all this? Gay rights are outlawed. None of that is in there. None of that. They are totally playing politics and really revving up their base. And I think it is utterly dangerous, especially in the climate that we have already seen. And we've already seen riots in many of our cities across America. We remember it. It wasn't that long ago. And they are calling for this group called Jane's Revenge. They are calling for a night of rage, rioting, looting, burning, and saying it's not just going to be a night. Now they want to push it into a summer of that. We already saw that a couple summers ago. Do we really want to see that again in American cities? That is not the way to express yourself. And Democrats like President Biden and Kamala Harris and all these others have to start saying, enough. This is not the way to do it. And they are allowing even themselves basically to vilify The Supreme Court justices, we're heading into really dangerous territory. And so to me, this is really concerning. And I want to get your thoughts on, first of all, all the threats, the lack of condemnation from the president and so many others, which to me is irresponsible. And also what you think it means for upcoming elections. There's primaries next week. New York, for example, has a primary in the governor's race. And also, you got to look at other places around the country, a number of other big primaries. And, of course, you've got the midterms coming up in November and then the presidential race. And already they are stirring the pot, and it is a dangerous pot to stir. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. First off, here's a little bit of protesters outside the White House today. Take a listen to their chance. Illegitimate. 
Wow. That's a lot of passion right there. And then Amy Klobuchar, Democrat who ran for president, well, she stirred the pot, too. She's an attorney. And yet, listen to what she said. The filibuster, which, of course, I don't support. I'd get rid of it. But it's a 60-vote threshold. And we have senators out there that are out and out talking about putting in legislation on the Republican side to ban abortion. To me, the answer is simple. It's November. It's the ballot box. That's what it is. And the women of this country and the men that support them, and it is not just Democrats, moderate Republicans, independents, understand this is a step too far. Enough is enough. You cannot get rid of a right that's been there for 50 years with the argument that the word abortion was never in the Constitution. The word woman isn't in the Constitution. She isn't in the Constitution. The Air Force isn't in the Constitution. They are literally taking us backwards. The answer to me is to fight to November and to elect candidates that are going to uphold the woman's right to trust that she can make the decision for herself between her doctor, with her family, but that they don't want Ted Cruz making those decisions. That they don't want Ted Cruz. So they're calling people out by name. They are also blasting justices by name. Remember, it wasn't that long ago when Chuck Schumer was out there and he was saying, you know what, Uh, we're Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, we're coming for you. You won't know what hit you. You know, I mean, what kind of, you'll feel the whirlwind calling them by name, and is it any surprise that they're the ones getting threats and that Kavanaugh had a guy planning to kill him showing up outside of his house, and yet the decision hadn't even come down yet, and now that it's come out, they are not tempering the flames, they are fueling the flames, and that is an outrage, and that is very dangerous. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to J.C. in Pennsylvania. Line 8, go ahead, J.C., your thoughts. It's a very complex situation. In three parts, okay? There's the morality part, there's the political part, and then there's the rule of law part, okay? So the morality part is is hard to say because you think of it this way. You are killing a baby, okay? So if you go... We need a better connection with you. Can you get into a better place? Yeah, how's that? Yeah, much better. Go ahead. Go ahead. The second part is the political part, okay? You know as well as I do, a lot of the people Oops, JC, you're dropping off. you got to call us back. We'll take you back another time. Let's go to Tom on line six. Tom, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to say that you don't usually hear this on the on the air, but the bottom line is this, whatever you want to call him, he's not the president, is a real jerk. He's not only that, he's a murderer. By allow, you know, forget the word abortion. It's murder. 
And these kids that are out there, because a lot of them are young ladies, they're out there, you know, picketing and doing all these different crazy things and saying they're going to threaten this and threaten that. And the bottom line is they don't realize that down the road, and this is very typical of the Democratic Party, they don't see the future. Down the road, they're going to feel guilt and shame, depression, anxiety when they're getting closer to death, especially when they start getting sick. They're going to start thinking, oh, my God, maybe I did something wrong. And then somewhere in the Bible, they're going to read, no murderer will inherit the kingdom of God. And when they see that, that's going to disturb them like you would not believe. So, yeah, have your fun now. Fly now. Pay later. Wow. Wow. A lot of passion there, Tom. Uh, Thank you for the call. Let's go to Frank in Ontario. Line four, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Everything's going okay. Um, I, like I said, I listen and I listen, and it's like this is just one thing after another. Now they're going back to the abortion thing, and the Supreme Court ruled on it. Well, let it be. And I'm not going to give sides on either way, but these Democrats, all they're doing is commotion, 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 because they know, like you said yourself and many other people I listen to, they're underwater and they know it. And I can't wait for November, and I'm sure the people of America are very smart, and they've had enough of this bullcrap. Now, let me ask you, Frank, because you are there in Ontario. How do they look at America? What are they they thinking right now? I was always brought up to respect America and through my parents. and And I've had arguments on the street within a week. And people doing this and saying this and saying, oh, Trump this and Trump that. And I'm like, you know what? I said, you don't know the facts. I said, look at the facts. I said, you like paying $5 a gallon for a gas? We pay a liter here, which basically ends up the same. And I said, the food prices. And I said, they keep blaming, or Biden keeps blaming Putin. I'm sorry, but it's, it's clear there. I said, look it up on your phone or Google it or whatever you want to do. It'll tell you. This began way before that. Oh, and by the way, Frank, even so much that, uh, you know, his Fed chair, Jerome Powell, this week came out and said, indeed, yeah, he was asked under oath. Uh, well, when did inflation start? Didn't it start before Putin? Oh, yes, it definitely started absolutely before. Uh, and it was sort of like, wow, somebody in the administration finally told the truth. Um, but it's so transparent to the average American. And I do think, look. President Biden has a 33% approval rating right now. That is abysmal. And he could use anything he can to try to galvanize his base. Because when you look at 33%, that includes many Democrats who are just shaking their heads going, I can't believe this guy is our president, uh, let alone independents and conservatives. But even Democrats are saying it, and they're starting to say it out loud. And so anything he can do to galvanize his base, to get them to vote, They're very worried about losing the House. They're very worried about losing the Senate. And anything that they can do to get people to get out and vote for Democrats uh, that will lure them to get there, they will do. They'll pull out any stop, and they need something. They need a Hail Mary. And I do think this will galvanize the left. There's no question about it. Uh, The question is, his ratings, his polls are so bad, uh, even even if they get galvanized, is it enough to have an impact. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. 
You are listening to the Rita Cosby Show, talking about the major Supreme Court decision and people protesting now across the country tonight. By the way, uh, of course, the fences, and there's been a lot of security around the Supreme Court since the leak, but there are a number of military officials and other law enforcement types that are around the Supreme Court. Uh, A lot of law enforcement out and about in New York, keeping an eye on huge protests in New York, Chicago, L.A., cities across the country are experiencing them. And I believe this is just the tip of the iceberg. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she couldn't wait to comment about this. And boy, is she riling up the crowd. Take a listen to her. Into the streets. Now, this comes on the heels of when someone tried to assassinate a Supreme Court justice. And tensions are high. People are inflamed. There's so many things going on right now. And you're like, into the streets. I I mean, I feel I am so concerned at the rhetoric coming from the Democrats and other people, including Maxine Waters. Listen to what she says. Based on that, maybe there needs to be a January 6th commission for AOC and for Maxine Waters. We're going to fight. Get to the streets. That's even more than Donald Trump said on January 6th. You know, remember, that was go peacefully protest. Go with peace. Peacefully speak your mind. And they're saying take to the streets. We will fight this. We'll defy the courts. I think we need a couple January 6th commissions for both of them. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Line 8, go ahead, Stan. You and I said last night towards the end of your show that we're going to announce next week. Boy, did we make a mistake, right? Yeah, I, I, but you know what was interesting? I did say, Stan, because they did this special session today. And yeah. that's what made me think it could be today or next week. But yeah, that's what I, right, yeah remember, but you're right. You and I were talking yeah, just we were last saying, night. Yeah, uh, hey, I remember. No, no, let's get to it. This is the biggest mistake the Supreme Court will ever make. Its history is now in the dumps. Its history, in terms of precedent, is in the dumps. Their understanding of precedent is in the dumps. They do not believe in precedent, and this will be in their history forever, as far as I'm concerned. Secondly, uh, this has gal- – well, you, you know, I'm not worried about inflation right now, okay? Inflation to me will come and it will go. Well, oh, yeah, who uh, cares about inflation, right, Stan? I mean, It'll come, come and on. go. The prices on gasoline – will come up and go down, and it will happen. But what has happened for a 50-year situation where American women have had the right to control their situation and have abortions, and now being told you can't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it, I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. But it's not right. American women must protest. 
legitimately and not violently. I'll say that right up front. I know you'll say something. but No, by the, by the way, Stan, your verbiage right now in terms of they need to peaceful, you have more uh, power in your voice than Biden has had for no, months Joe's now. okay. Joe's okay. Let me tell Joe's you Joe's not okay. He, he was so lame and so tepid, even today. He was riling up his base, and then at the end it was like, oh, yeah, let's just peacefully protest. But anyway... We're going to show them. We're going to. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful segment coming from Oklahoma, where a police officer was honored at a recent town council meeting after he helped a woman who is trapped inside her car on the train tracks. Imagine that. Officer Anthony Martinez was on patrol when he heard the sound of a constant horn, and he followed the sound to a car accident near Highway 66. Officer Martinez located a woman trapped in her car, which had flipped over on the train tracks off of the highway. He immediately jumped into action, saying that he was scared that a train would come and hit the woman, but he was able to get all the trains stopped and to tend to the woman until a medical team was on the scene. What an amazing feat. Uh, the police chief in his area presented him with a major award and a life-saving award for saving the woman. And how incredible. She stopped the trains, saved her, was able to help remove the car, and she is thankfully okay to this great, great officer. And we, of course, are always grateful to our men and women in blue. Well, we are talking about all the protests around the country because a lot of police officers are already being called out because things are getting emotional, they're getting heated, and they are already getting very, very tense. And in the last few hours since this decision came down from the U.S. Supreme Court, similar to what was in that leak. Uh, decision. So they stuck to their guns, which is obviously the right thing to do, that they shouldn't be influenced by the protesters that were outside their homes and outside their kids' schools and all this other stuff. I mean, it's going to get, I think, really ugly and I think, sadly, very, very heated over the next few months. It's already tonight. I mean, many streets across America are filled with protesters, angry protesters, after this decision came down. And already Nancy Pelosi says that this goes even well beyond abortion rights, that they have basically taken away every single female's right and gay rights and everything else. Take a listen. Here's Nancy Pelosi responding. Because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers. Now, is there anybody out there who believes that women today in America have less rights in this country than their mothers did. To me, that is absolutely crazy. That is so crazy. And, of course, everything she says, just like Joe Biden, is like Trump, 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 Trump. It's just like the January 6th hearings. It's Trump, 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 Trump. And then today, of course, President Biden blamed President Trump because President Trump was the person responsible for nominating and securing three of the justices that were on the high court that went with this decision today. And yet, of course, Biden can't help but basically say, this is Trump's decision. Take a listen to what he said. 
It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, who are the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. So Joe Biden can't help himself. He has Trumpitis, and he is going to be Trump, 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 Trump. First of all, leading into the midterms, and then if he is on the ballot, and I'm not convinced he is, maybe he might be now after this because he seems to have a little bit of a, a little bit of energy over this. He was more angry, clearly, at the decision than telling people not to protest when he came out and said, you know, be peaceful. He just barely tipped the iceberg and sang it. It was like, oh, be peaceful. But anyway, I want everybody to get out there and fight. I want everybody to do this. I want everybody to take to the streets. I, I mean, it's like, it is nuts. And this is the President of the United States, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to JC, because uh, we were having trouble with you before. Go ahead, JC, on line seven. Okay, so, so the second thing is we, the Democratic Party, the, the party of hate, corruption, destruction, lies, and deceit. Okay, so you know as well as me, those, the, the, the group Jane and whoever Jane's else. Reven- Jane's and- Revenge, yep, that's Jane's that group. Revenge. By the way, that's already a, a apparently like destroyed a whole bunch of yeah. pro-life centers across America. Go ahead, yep. Yeah, you know, you know, there's BLM behind them. You know, there's Antifa. You know, Soros is pouring money in into these these people. Okay, so this is a momentum for the Democrats totally to gain thread, to gain some momentum for their party, to hope to gain back what the Republicans uh, gained in their primaries, to, to help with their vote in November. Now, the third thing I was saying was the rule of law. There's two, the rule of law is like this. Uh, the Democrats have a rule to punish the Republicans for whatever they think the Republicans doing wrong is, and it's to protect the Democrats for letting them do all of the wrong things, uh, break laws, uh, go by the Supreme Court justice's house, protesting, destroy things. So it is so lopsided, you know, and, and it goes to, like you said, there should be a gen- commission for all of this stuff. Oh, Maxine Waters, let's fight. Uh, this is way worse than the protests with with uh, with Donald Trump. This is way worse. And you know what's really and, and, and AOC, JC, AOC also oh, said, "Into the streets, into the streets." And Schumer, we're gonna we're gonna trust the hell of whatever he said. You know, of Florida, Torrent, you, you you you're never gonna forget what happened to you, to the justices. Oh, I, I agree. And 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 to me, and he called them out by name, by the way, that was, um, you know, that was actually uh, 2020. But he called them out by name. You won't know what hit you, Gorsuch. You won't know what hit you, Kavanaugh. I mean, come on. I agree with you, JC. I mean, based on those standards, there should be several, you know, January 6th commissions on on their verbiage. And how about Maxine Waters? During uh, during BLM, as you were bringing up before, in that case, in that BLM, you know, in those cases when all those protests, she was saying, "Get in their faces, tell them they're not welcome." I mean, how is that's uh, that is more incendiary than anything we heard from President Trump on January six? Absolutely, and you know what's really ironic? Well, the well they're doing that kangaroo force court with January sixth committee. There was two states. 
Texas and Arizona that's preparing resolutions to overthrow the electoral votes for the 2020 election. Okay, so when on one side they're saying there's absolutely no fraud, okay, on the other side, they're coming out with all this fraud and all these people, okay, that have broken the law. There was an elector, a school teacher elector in uh, one of the counties in Arizona. They just arrested her for Harvard balloting. Yeah, ballot harvesting. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, Rita. It's show. So there's such a dichotomy, and it's it is just ridiculous. It is, it is, it is. It's it's disgusting. It really is. It uh, and they the incendiary nature and the violent nature. To me, the more I hear and the lack of them trying to contain their side, they're happy their side's out there protesting. And if their side gets out there and burns and loots or whatever, I'm not confident they're going to condemn it in any form. Because they didn't condemn it in 2020, and sadly, we haven't seen anything where they've said, don't do it. They want to see protests in the street. They want to see that. Uh, I mean, to me, and that is so, so, so sad. Uh, let's go to George on line eight. Go ahead, George. Hey, Rita. How are you? I'm good. What do you think, George? Rita, what I find chilling at a moment like this is how quickly and in such a well-organized manner that the left is able to get tens of thousands of people into the street across the country. I think a lot of people don't realize or they're, they're told to think that these are just spontaneous demonstrations. Oh, people see something in the newspaper they don't like and they're outraged, right, you know, righteously you know, outraged and they run into the street to demonstrate. But it's, it's not like that. There's a whole network of interlocking groups on the left that are highly funded, highly organized. And they're able to get people into the street across the country on very short notice. And that, that, that's pretty chilling. That, that's, that's kind of scary because the mob is always dangerous when it gets too big and too violent. Yeah, absolutely. And just like you said, now let me ask you, George, do you believe it is a, uh, a George Soros operation? Because right after the leak came out, George, you're right. It was like people got suddenly to the Supreme Court, and a lot of them had these signs that looked like they were at Kinko's all night, you know, that they were at, like, Staples or Kinko's all night because they looked like they were, like, pretty well done. And as soon as the leak came out, it was like within, like, half hour, there were tons of them waiting there. Obviously, I think somebody tipped them off, leaked about the leak, because how else would they suddenly show up there? And just like you said tonight, too, it's like same thing. They're all over the place. A lot, they seem very organized, uh, very planned. The other thing is, too, ever since the leak came out, they certainly had time to galvanize and organize, too. That's the other thing that I think the Supreme Court, obviously, they should do it at their own pace. But I wonder if they made a mistake by letting it just brew, brew, brew um, after the leak came out and people were protesting and then what was happening in Kavanaugh's home and all these things, you know, by giving it more time, it allowed the left to also organize even more, too. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's Soros money. I think it's Zuckerberg money. I think it's a lot of dark money that nobody knows where it comes from. But and but they also know that the media will paint their demonstrations in a certain way that, oh, you know, all these Americans are righteously indignant and they're demonstrating, you know, their, their righteous rage. But the other side of the coin is what happened on January 6th, because I always thought 
the real story of January 6th wasn't those few idiots who did violence in the Capitol. The real story was hundreds of thousands of average Americans who really don't demonstrate on a regular basis coming to Washington to make their voices heard. Yeah, and, 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 and even the ones, you know, the thing, George, you're, you're right. And also, by the way, and I, when I bring up the January 6th, I bring it up in the sense of, you know, they're, boy, they are so out to get President Trump. And one of the things, even yesterday in the hearing for January 6th, it was about the politicization of the Justice Department. They were saying the Justice Department is so politicized now, and he was trying to use them. Um, and And yet... My goodness, the Justice Department hasn't come out and condemned an assassination attempt against the Supreme Court justice. Merrick Garland, uh, you know, was mum on that. It was like, you know, he couldn't speak for weeks upon weeks. And yet today he came out and condemned this decision by the Supreme Court. I mean, talk about politicization, George, you know. But uh, that's true, Rita, absolutely. But I think one major object of this Stalinist show trial is to make sure that average people, the type who demonstrated peacefully on January 6th, to make sure they never do that again. You know, being in the streets is a privilege that's going to be reserved to the left. And if average, you know, mainstream Americans see something they don't like, the next stolen election or whatever it may be, they're going to say to themselves, I'm not going to a demonstration or a protest. Look at all those people that got locked up. Look at how, uh, you know, violence broke out. And their voices will never be heard. So how sad is that? Absolutely. Wow. And, and I think that's the, that's the point. That's yeah. The point. Absolutely, George. Great call. Thank you very much. I agree. And how sad is that? That certain groups can get out there and voice their opinion, but the others cannot. And you know what's amazing to me too, in addition to all of this, is that today we even heard them saying that the decision by the Supreme Court is quote illegitimate. Isn't that interesting? George just used the phrase because people were talking about the illegitimate votes and all that process. And all week long, we heard Democrats saying, oh, it was so terrible that President Trump questioned the election and called it, quote, illegitimate. That's a lot of what they're saying with the January 6th. Well, if you go back to some of the people that were running the January 6th committee, uh, they said that he was illegitimate when they didn't like the results, not just of him, but then earlier of George Bush and others. If they didn't like the decision, they called it illegitimate. And then today, a number of senior people in politics on the Democratic side, when it came down with the Supreme Court, they called the decision by the Supreme Court illegitimate. I mean, how is that supposed to give any credibility to the court? They should say, we don't agree with the decision, but we respect the institution of the Supreme Court. They're calling them right-wing extremists. They're saying that the court is illegitimate. I mean, they are challenging the institution of the court. So why is there not a January 6th commission on each one of them? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, when we come back. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And 
And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, uh, Stan, who had called earlier, said, oh, you know, boy, this is terrible because the justices are changing precedent. For the record, Stan and all of you guys, the justices often change precedent. And for some reason, when the left likes the decision, they have no problem with precedent getting thrown out. And by the way, one of the uh, this Roe v. Wade decision is one of 230 times that the Supreme Court has overturned, quote, a precedent. Uh, one of the other times, by the way, many historic cases, the Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, which overturned segregation in America. I'd say that was a good one to overturn because that was an outrageous decision. Thank goodness they changed that precedent to overturn segregation. That was horrible. Slavery. I mean, there are all these other things that are just horrible things that were precedent, and the Supreme Court came in and overturned it. They overturned 230 cases that were, quote, precedent. So this becomes the 230th. So it's not unusual. And when the left was very happy, and I think a lot, obviously everybody should have been happy with that Plessy versus Ferguson decision being overturned, um, you know, when it's for something that the left says is a good thing. Oh, it's no problem, precedent. But now suddenly it's like, oh, why are they overturning precedent? They are just trying to have it both ways. And one person who really went after that was Nancy Pelosi. She basically said, well, the Supreme Court justices are overturning historical precedent. And listen how she blasted the Supreme Court today and said that Congress is going to try to take some action. The radical Supreme Court is eviscerating Americans rights and endangering their health and safety. But the Congress will continue to act uh, to overcome this extremism and, pr- extremism and protect the American people. And President Joe Biden came out and said this will be a huge issue come election time, that Democrats must come out and must vote for state legislatures, for those in Congress that have the same values as they do. And he said, you must get out to the ballot box. Take a listen. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose in the federal law once again. Elect more state leaders to protect this right at the local level. We need to restore the protections of Roe as law of the land. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot. The right to privacy, liberty, equality, they're all on the ballot. They are all on the ballot, and you got to get out because he needs people to get out and vote. Even Democrats are going, God, this guy is inept. He needs a cue card that says, sit here, talk here, sit in the president's seat. Speak for X time. It's like, eat your vegetables, keep your back straight. I mean, this is frightening. But this may energize the left. It definitely is. It's definitely energizing them to take to the streets. And their leaders clearly want to see that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Trisha, line two. Your thoughts, Trisha. Hi, Rita. I agree totally about the point you just brought up about um, the bad decisions that 
precedent can be turned over. And of course, one of the worst was racist was Dred Scott. The um, uh, Roe v. Wade that they have turned over actually is racist in the way that uh, some 16 million black lives have been aborted. It, I mean, the majority of the lives taken in the abortion are minorities. Who knows, you know, how much greater population we would probably have 20 million more black Americans, if not for these, all these abortions. But the people who are so upset, like Stan, you mentioned, and these people out rioting, they are totally ignorant of the Constitution, the separation of powers, the role of of the Supreme Court. They think that we should run by mob rule, and if they want something, they should have it. And that's that's not how our government is supposed to be run. And the first principle of our republic from the Declaration of Independence is the right to life. And defending the most defenseless, those innocent lives in the womb, has is the rightful priority. And of course, the main thing, as you also pointed out, is that this does not outlaw abortion. It sends it back to the states where the legislatures, through the voice of the people, are supposed to decide these things rather than uh, SCOTUS when there is no right to right to abortion or even right to privacy in the Constitution. No, absolutely. And by the way, even like Ruth Bader Ginsburg She even came out, you know, and said that she always sort of thought uh, that Roe v. Wade was on shaky ground. And your point about the Constitution is what all the legal experts have been essentially saying. I mean, many of them saying, and at least clearly the ones in this opinion, the Supreme Court justices who sided with this to make the majority decision, they said, yeah, it's not in the Constitution. It's been something that has been instituted but it hasn't been codified law. It hasn't been in the Constitution. It's not like the Second Amendment. Um, and that they said because it is not, that technically it should go back to the states. If you're looking at it from a constitutional uh, perspective, which is what they are supposed to do, then they're sending it back to the states. And just as you said, there's still a lot of states out there that maybe some may ban it, but there's a lot of them that will allow it. There's a lot that will have it in a limited form. In fact, even Glenn Youngkin, of course, a new governor, fairly new governor of Virginia, came out tonight and said he's looking at something that's sort of like a compromise. That's something where it would be maybe in limited form in his state. There's a number of others that are saying it. So it is indeed just like you said. It's not like this outright ban. It's not extending to gay rights. It's not extending to other rights. Uh, I mean, this is really, the rhetoric is so dangerous, and we're going to continue talking about it after the break. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. It's the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw 
And they are protesting all over America tonight. By the way, there are also all these stories about can a Supreme Court justice get impeached? Can they get removed? Because people are angry and people are upset about the decision on the left. And then many people, of course, on the right are saying this is the right decision, that based on the constitutionality, it should go back to the states. And they're not canceling abortions. They're just sending it back to the states for the state legislatures to decide. And already in many states across America, nothing's going to change. In some states, they might even enhance abortion rights. In some states, they may limit abortion rights. It really depends on a state-by-state basis. But the Democrats are saying, take to the streets. And in fact, tonight, they are listening to them. And this comes as this group called Jane's Revenge has come out and said that they would like to see a, quote, summer of riots, looting, and burning. I mean, that is so scary because this group has already gone after a whole bunch of pro-life centers across America since the leak came out, remember, a few months ago. They've already vandalized. They've put these messages saying Jane's Revenge with red paint like it's blood. Um, and they've also, a number of them have put out the addresses of Supreme Court justices and their kids, their kids' schools. By the way, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, online, they put like, here's the church, here's the school, here's the time that our kids go to school. I, I mean, are you kidding me? Here's the address, here's the basically location, here's the time the bus comes. I mean, to me, this is so crazy and so outrageous. And tonight, they are revved up and thousands upon thousands across America are out there. And as the night gets darker and darker and it gets later and later, scary people are coming out. You know, earlier there were a lot of women, you know, most of them were peaceful. But in the last few hours, there's been reports of things getting quite heated at a number of protests. Here's earlier today where people were really revved up. Listen to what some of them were saying. Wow. Uh, and that's one of the more calm ones. And then Chuck Schumer, by the way, tonight in like New York City, for example, uh, they were protesting at a number of locations and then saying that they were going to march to Chuck Schumer's home. Many of them are happy because they feel that Chuck Schumer has been pushing and supportive of them. And boy, has Chuck Schumer been riling up the base. He's been riling up the base against Supreme Court justices for some time. And, of course, if it's a Democrat, it's okay. No problem. If it's a Republican, God forbid, then they do a 1-6 hearing on you. But if it's a Democrat, free pass, no worries. This is, remember, the rhetoric from Chuck Schumer not that long ago talking about another case. And listen to how he phrased it. And this is why a lot of these groups think he is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. 
You won't know what hit you. I'm waiting for the one six hearing on that one. You won't know what hit you. You will pay the price. Remember on one six, Donald Trump said peacefully protest. And now there's a whole hearing that's lasting months upon months against it. I think we need one for Schumer. We need one for AOC. We need one for Maxine Waters. And the list goes on and on. Do you think we'll ever see it? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norman, line five. Norm, your thoughts about this? Hi, Rita. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the, the, the throwing the, the oil on the fire. It's 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 very, very depressing to hear that, to hear politicians, you know, just just expressing it the way they do. And, and, and uh, Norm, by the know. way, I'll go further. It is irresponsible. Like to me, yeah. it's it's it is just depressing. I agree with you. But to me, it is yes. so reckless and so inflammatory because right. they know their base is so emotional about this issue. Right. And to say, take to the streets, get in their face. Uh, you know, I mean, there's AOC was changing into the streets, into the streets. I right. mean, you know, I mean, that that's like a rallying yeah. cry for, you know, and then you've got a group talking about burning, looting, and no one's out there condemning right. it. I mean, come on. Well, well, AOC is calling for us to get in the streets, and I will. Um, the only people, you know, not only left people will go into the streets. Uh, I'm taking part, and I've never taken part in pro-life activity, even though essentially I am, but I'm going to be taking part in something happening. My friend George uh, is hooking me up with uh, activities. I mean, you know, a lot of churches now are being threatened. Uh, he says it's it's quite, quite regular that loonies uh, go in the churches now um, protesting, um, the abortion thing. Yeah, they the show up and they show up in the churches. And by the way, Norm, um, yeah. the other thing too that they do is this group put out um, the churches of a lot of the conservative justices. They did that after the leak and said yeah. they go to this church, they go to this service. I mean, you know, in addition yeah, to shocking. yeah, it is shocking, don't you think? Yeah, I, I you know, I look, I, I've been involved in protests, and frankly, the numbers I'm hearing of thousands of people doesn't impress me. Uh, we, you know, my group had in the early days thousands of people weekly, and the media ignored us. So, you know, they're, which, they're by gonna, the way, they're... by the way, we did not ignore you. You know that. I know you were out no, there on no, the. No, no, no. You, you no, know, no. you did not ignore me. Newsmax didn't ignore me. Uh, Fox, fifty-fifty. Eh, but you know, basically. But you know, the thing is, is that yeah, CBS, <laughs> CBS ignored me. ABC ignored me. MSNBC, CNN. I mean, yeah, they they totally ignored us. But and, they're you know, but they they're still, out they there tonight. Do. But they're out there promoting these tonight. Right, right, because they're violent and they, you know, they. Yeah, it's it's what they believe. They believe in these issues, so of course they you know have no problem by any means necessary. So that that's what's going on there. Uh, anyway, I just uh, it's I'm just scary. saying to oh, it. It's scary, yeah, though, Norm. It, it's scary. That's right. that's that's what really concerns me, Norm. Is that I feel like we're headed into scary, scary times, and with all these people that are revved up, that are passionate about this issue. And their leaders are not condemning it. And so far, there hasn't even been anybody arrested who was protesting outside of any of the justices' homes. 
I mean, the only person, the guy was arrested, but he basically turned himself in. Remember the guy who was planning to kill Brett Kavanaugh, the California guy who shows up at his house with all that stuff. You know, he had a gun and he had zip ties and he had all these things. And in addition to all of that, um, he then calls up and says, you know, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm planning. Thank God he did that, you know, and he saw the U.S. Marshals out front. So uh, thank goodness but other than that, all the people protesting all these vile things outside their house, which is breaking the law, they did not stop them. And now uh, more protests are planned for this weekend. More tonight, as we know, are going on as we speak all over the country, including in front of the justices' homes. I mean, this is scary stuff. If you're a Supreme Court justice right now, I mean, they should not be bowing to pressure. They should make a decision wherever it is just on the law and how they feel they should on the law and evaluating all the different things on the Constitution, on the law, looking at all these things, and they shouldn't bow to pressure. But if I'm one of the Supreme Court justices, if you're Brett Kavanaugh, do you want to be in your house? Do you want to have your kids at that house? I mean, this is how scary is that? Whoever thought being a Supreme Court justice would be a dangerous profession and being a family member of a Supreme Court justice? This, to me, is so, so, so sad. Uh, let's go to Teddy on line three. Teddy, your thoughts about this? Oh, uh, hi, Rita. Rita, let me ask you a question. You being a woman, are you for the uh, overturn of Roe versus Wade? Well, that's not what happened, Teddy. And I knew, I, you know, I understand. No, that. no, no. Hang on one second, Teddy. What happened here is it went back to the states, and now states will individually look at it. Um, where are you? You're in New York. So, New York, nothing's going to change. Do you think anybody in the New York legislature right now is going to change anything in New York? It's not going to change. And that's the whole point of this all, Ted. It's not going there. It's not going to go in this other different direction. And it's not going to go to that end. It's it's literally depending state per state. And that's what this is about. You are buying into this thing like the whole thing is going to be swept up and the whole thing's going to be cut off. And that ain't happening, Ted. That is not happening. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Jimmy, line seven. Yeah, the left is going to mount all kind of things to stir up every part of their popular front, all people front. They're going to stir them all up because they got to win the election. But I want to talk Lee Harvey Oswald, right, well-known communist, worked with the Communist Party. Before he murdered President Kennedy, Lee Harvey Oswald shot at General Walker. General Walker was the leader of an anti-communist group. And when the Soviets shot down Flight 007, that assassinated Congressman McDonald. McDonald was an anti-communist activist in our government. So communists know who their enemy is, who their opposition is, and they go after him. They use tactics like screaming in your face or assaulting you or laughing at you and ridiculing you. They can't let anybody or any movement stand in their way. So let me ask you, Jimmy, hang on, hang on, um, because I hear what you're saying. Why is there such a double standard in society right now that they're able to do all those things? And yet um, anybody who was even near the Capitol on January 6th, you know, seems to get a, a call from the FBI. I mean, that double standard to me, is so outrageous. I just want to have you focus on that. Right. Well, in the writing, because I study the enemy's literature, right, Soviet and American communists and all their offshoots, and they say when they get in power, we're still going to have the courts, the justice system and everything, but they'll have class content. 
That means the the working class led by the communists versus the opposition. So we still have the prisons and the court system, but there's going to be different people in the prisons. This way they release prisoners. They don't convict or arrest and prosecute criminals, but they, those courts are going to be going after the good people. Like they go after Giuliani, they go after Trump, they go after Roger Stone. It's happening exactly as they, they put it out there. People have to wake up to it. So what, you know, what happens people... in November, Jimmy? Real quick, what do you think happens in November? Because, of course, uh, that will be a huge test. Well, if everything is fair and done honestly, uh, the Republicans would have to be winning all over the place. But how do we know we're going to have fair elections? We saw the impact of everything the enemy does on the left. They work on all different levels, whether it's rigging the machines, stuffing the ballots, or maybe they'll do a major operation to scare people that there's a threat from the right. They always do this. It's a deception. It's a diversion, a right-wing threat. So the communists have everybody thinking there's a Nazi or a racist under every bed. When the communists are in the bed with your family, with your kids, with your daughters, we are, we are being outsmarted at every level. And when I try to expose it, you get crazy people, actually maybe not crazy, just bad, and they laugh at me like the guy Stan you know, some of the people who helped the communists but, are not uh, communists. By, by the way, did you hear it? Stan called the other night? I defended you, Jimmy, because you're great. We, I, I love hearing from everybody, and I always appreciate your thoughts. And how scary is it that, um, just like you talk about, the double standard to me is, is stunning and it's frightening. And the fact that, like, okay, it's okay for them to protest and say horrible things, uh, but if somebody on the right says it, it is, you know, worthy of an, of a one six hearing, you know, I mean, that's outrageous. Jimmy, thank you. Always great hearing from you. Let's go to Jacqueline, uh, in Brooklyn. Line eight. Go ahead, Jacqueline. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, I just have to add something before I get to my point. Jimmy, I have seen so many programs that uh, discusses exactly the points that Jimmy has made. So Jimmy knows exactly what he's talking about. I know, and I love Jimmy, by the way. Yeah. I agree. I love Jimmy. In contrast with that imbecile from Forest Hills, he could learn a lot from Jimmy. He should open up his eyes, watch things, and educate himself, and open up his ears and listen to things for himself instead of just flapping his gums the way he does all the time like a moron. He always proves that he's an idiot. Are you talking about Stan? At least he's consistent, that, right? That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's very predictable, unlike the weather. But anyway, what I really wanted to talk about, uh, Rita, uh, I know your topic is on Roe v. Wade. However, something that I wanted to bring to your attention and to the rest of the listeners' attention, uh, I get a lot of my news from the Catholic Channel and also from a Christian channel. They have a news program. And I learned that there was a camera crew and producer for late-night talk show idiot Stephen Colbert. Right, Colbert, Colbert, yep, yep. who showed up in the Capitol. I know exactly what you're what, – and so what about that? Nine people were arrested, and yes. they were held overnight. In contrast with what happened on January 6th, those people that entered the Capitol building the same way Colbert's people entered the Capitol building – those uh, people from January 6th are still in jail over a year and a half ago. They haven't been charged. And there was also uh, word that the um, the California demon rat, Shifty Schiff, provided the illegal access to Colbert's people. Yes, what he, what he did, Jacqueline, actually was he allowed them, he and another member of Congress, Democrat, 
um, allowed them to go in, but then they were supposed to leave. And I think they came back or overstayed. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but they definitely didn't have an escort. They weren't supposed to be there. And apparently police told them to leave and they didn't leave. And so they were arrested. So there is Stephen Colbert on CBS. He was out there complaining about it, saying, oh, it's terrible. You know, I went through a horrible experience with my, my team. Did he wasn't, but his team was there. Um, they went through a horrible experience. They did this. They did that. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the irony of that happening. And they were there to kind of like, who knows what they were going to do. They were near Lauren Boebert, who's a very big conservative uh, member of Congress. They were by her office. What were they planning on doing? Why were they there? They got a free pass. And just like you said, a lot of people that didn't do that much on January 6th. There were some that, you know, that destroyed property or did other things. And that's not appropriate. But there were a number of others who just were in the area and now are getting like pre-dawn raids, you know, and and yet those people are getting a free pass. It really is a blatant double standard. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. And all these decisions by the Supreme Court are keeping me running with the Doobie Brothers. Things are crazy. And they are taken to the streets tonight. And President Biden basically saying this decision is basically drawing the battle lines. Take a listen. My administration will use all of its appropriate lawful powers. But Congress must act. And with your vote, you can act. You can have the final word. This is not over. This isn't over. And he also said that the high court's decision on Roe v. Wade today was just downright wrong, that he knows better than the high court justices. The court has done what has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. But a lot of constitutional experts say it was the right decision from a constitutional perspective. Um, in fact, I want to play this comment. This is Mike Davis. He used to clerk for Supreme Court Gorsuch, who sided with the majority in this decision to basically send Roe v. Wade back to the states. And this is what he had to say about the decision. Roe versus Wade was clearly wrong. If you look at the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, those were passed out, uh, after the Civil War. It was to end racial discrimination in slavery in this country. It had nothing to do with abortion. Liberal judicial activists nearly 50 years ago uh, invented the uh, Roe versus Wade, this, this right to privacy large enough it, uh, to encompass abortion, and they took abortion regulations out of the Democrat a democratic process, and they made it more contentious than it needed to be. Yeah, they definitely did. And now it is in the state legislatures. It's not being removed. It's not like now suddenly you can't get an abortion in America. That's not the case. Now it just goes back to the states. Let's go to Ray, line eight. Ray, your thoughts about all this? Oh, hi, Rita. I, I, I There's something that I really haven't heard much of, and, you know, Anybody who knows anything about the Const- 
Constitution says the powers that aren't granted directly to the federal government are reserved completely for the states. Exactly. Now, yep. The state legislatures decide to put whatever limits they want to on abortion. The power, you know, these people are in the streets, but the power, what they, what nobody is saying is that the power goes back to them. If they don't like their legislators, they can kick them out of office. And, 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 and this is a true democratic. Actually, that's a great point because you can't do that with Supreme Court justices, but they can do it with legislators. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great men and women in uniform. A powerful story coming from Walton County, Georgia, where a man named Rex Morris was presented with the June 2022 Heist Headliner Award. Rex Morris is a U.S. Army veteran. He also retired from the Walton County Sheriff's Office, and he currently volunteers as a coach for the Walton County Special Olympics. Wow, how beautiful. He also serves as the head coach, as I mentioned, for the Olympics softball team, who were the 2019 champions of the Georgia Special Olympics. So bravo to him, really doing amazing things. The award is given to individuals who go above and beyond to create a welcoming atmosphere for all that they meet. And many people say that they are so grateful for Rex's involvement in their community and his continued work with disabled individuals. Bravo for all he has done and all he is giving back to now with the Special Olympics and so much more. We are talking, of course, about the major, major decision that came down from the U.S. Supreme Court. And now people are taking to the streets across America. Uh, there's a report earlier tonight that the National Guard is maybe potentially being put on standby. It absolutely should be, because if things get out of hand, you want to be able to have some sort of resource to quash that. And, you know, the rhetoric on the left is so heated, it is so intense, and it's so over the top, because right now what they're essentially doing is sending it back to the states. There are 13 states, at least, that right now um, are saying they're basically going to keep their rights. And then there are about 13 others that say that, well, they may look at limiting, that they already have limitations, and they may just keep some of those. So in many states, you may not even see any difference. There are some where there will be some, but there will be some where there won't be any change. And yet the left is making it sound like this is completely the end of abortion. They're also making it sound like it's going to infringe on other rights. And that is absolutely not the case. And in fact, Justice Alito, in his decision today by the U.S. Supreme Court, came out and he said that we are strictly 
answering and talking about abortion rights. We're not going into any other rights. He specifically made that clear. And in fact, it was highly unusual that they went to that effort. But he knew that people on the left and others would say, well, gosh, they're fully banning abortion. And now they're also going to fully ban this and they're fully going to ban uh, gay rights and all that. And he said, no, 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 no. This only goes to this aspect of abortion rights, sending it back to the states. And we're not touching any other issue. It solely is the issue of abortion. And that was very, very powerful because he wanted to basically denounce these people who are making it sound like every other right is on the line right now. But if you listen to the protesters out there on the streets, they are angry. Uh, and this is just only a few hours after the decision. And I think it's going to be a long, tough summer, guys. Take a listen. Here's a little bit from the protesters. And those were pretty tepid compared to some of the other stuff. In fact, I want to play Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez again because she came out and she was just like revving up the base. This is AOC earlier today. Into the streets, go to the streets, into the streets. Again, I'm waiting for the January 6th hearing on that one because, you know, that's certainly revving up the base, you know. And then you've got Chuck Schumer who's revving up the base. You've got Maxine Waters revving up these their voters. And I'm all for peaceful protests, by the way, guys. I'm a huge supporter of the First Amendment. I'm a big believer in First Amendment rights and out there peacefully protesting, fine, but going to the justices' homes and now getting these groups that are already riled up. And there are groups out there that are talking about looting, burning, basically a summer of rage, and you're not condemning it. You're not saying, do not do this. I mean, this is really frightening. And this is basically putting politics above the safety and security of our streets and our citizens and our businesses and this to me is outrageous. What do you think, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby show. Well, you know, we heard from President Biden earlier today who basically said, Oh, it's about Trump because Trump appointed the justices that got in there. Hey, by the way, President Biden, elections have consequences. Believe me, if the shoe were on the other foot, they would have absolutely added more justices if they could have. And in fact, right now, they're even talking about packing the court. They're planning on even maybe adding justices to the nine that are already there that have been there. So believe me, nothing's out of realm with these guys. And David Webb, who was on Fox News, he was one of the hosts on Outnumbered today on the panel there, said the comments from President Biden were really just fueling the flames. Listen to how he described, because President Biden basically did nothing to temper the emotions of this moment. This is a president who comes out, in, a, in essence, sets the fire 
and then plays fireman. It's the first time he's actually said on a public stage, peace, peace, peace. It's repetition after the fact with no marked effect or no effect on what's happened before. Mm -hmm. A planned assassination of a Supreme Court justice, violation of federal law in trying to influence a case. Yeah, it, it is so ridiculous that he makes a passing comment after he condemns the court and vilifies the court and gets people that are upset with the decision even angrier, specifically at the justices themselves. It is irresponsible. And the fact that they haven't come down and condemned even the assassination, the guy who was planning to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. Can you believe to this moment this president hasn't said anything yet about it? That is outrageous. Let's go to your calls, everybody. Let's go to Christopher in Vermont. Christopher, your thoughts on line A. What do you think? Yes, you know, um, uh, Rita, it occurred to me that the this whole thing that happened in 1973, Roe v. Wade, was it was an approbation by the uh, uh, the Constitution of the United States for doing something that a lot of people consider morally wrong and offensive. But that approbation, the uh, Roe v. Wade decision, and then for it to be withdrawn, all of a sudden maybe people have to start looking in the mirror and saying, hmm, maybe this wasn't so good after all, because it's not constitutional. It always was a state matter, always. And you know what? That is what many constitutional experts are saying. That's clearly what the high court did, too, as well. They decided that. But yet, did you hear today President Biden said they are taking away a constitutional right? And in fact, um, Chris, hold on. What I want to do, I want to play this for you and I want to get you to react. This is President Biden. This is uh, cut number two, uh, where President Biden specifically says this, uh, which is I, I agree with you. It's wrong. Take a listen. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. So he is claiming it was a constitutional right and now basically saying that the Supreme Court is going after all your constitutional rights um, trying to rally his base. And then within a second later, he says, you know, it's on the ballot in November. Make sure you come on out to your, you know, and go to your state officials. And, you know, there I, there, there were probably like 500 fundraising uh, emails that went out today from the Democrats. They're raising big bucks. The, this is all about politics to them in a big, big way, Christopher. Chris, are you there? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. I want to have your, yeah, I want to, I want to have your reply. Hmm? I want to have your reply. I'm sorry? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah, what I was going to say is, don't you think they're playing politics with it because. Oh my God, it's all politics all the time. That's all it is. And it's, they're, they're totally in violation of the Constitution and they should all be charged with treason because they don't recognize the separation of powers. Yeah, no, I agree. If you look at the fundamentals of this and just from a legal perspective, um, and they say it's not in there, the constitutional experts say it's not in there, but clearly it, it is so drawn on different party lines because there are even constitutional experts. If they're on MSNBC, they say it's the end of the world that they've taken away a right and they're com- coming for every other right right now, too, is is what they're saying. 
I mean, there's clearly this like avalanche message, which I agree with you is absolutely incorrect. Um, Chris, great to get your perspective. Thank you very much. Let's go to Robert on line three. Go ahead, Robert, your thoughts. Yes, hi, Rita. I know that you're a patriot, and I know you love this country. But what you're doing now is you're pro- promoting the left by giving them airtime with the rat with the uh, with the uh, the uh, the radical uh, craziness that they're at the uh, at the uh, Supreme Court and advertising them. That's what you're doing. I'm not, a, you know what, Robert, Robert, it's a fact, where, it's a fact is, that they're where, out where, there. They're out there, but where are the people that are in harmony with what just came down? You're not advertising them. But, well, the, and they, and by the way, Robert, there are some out there. And in fact, let me, let me play one of the comments. This is cut 12. This is, uh, some of the protesters out there who are happy. They're just not out there in as big numbers. But here's a little bit for you, Robert. Here you go. And that was them chanting and cheering outside. And there, there are a lot of people who were happy, as we've been talking about for the last uh, hour and a half, Robert. But in terms of the protests, they're not out there necessarily. Pro- there were a couple out there. There were some out there outside the Supreme Court today. But they're not on the streets tonight talking about burning down buildings and, and other things because they're elated. They're happy. When you mention that they're going to be burning that stand, that they're going to be riding the streets, that gives them encouragement. That gives those left-wing nuts encouragement. Well, I, I hope, says, it, I know, hope. I, by the way, Robert, I hope it does the exact opposite because they certainly should not be out there. It's irresponsible of them. And if anything, they are out there. People need to be aware that they're out there. And second of all, uh, hopefully it actually stops them in their track. It draws attention to the lunacy of people saying they're going to do destruction. If they don't agree with a decision, then, yeah, go to the ballot box. Go out there and vote and vote for officials who have your the, the values that you have, your opinions that you have. But to go out there and burn and loot and do all that stuff, it's outrageous. And to turn a blind eye to it uh, is allowing it to happen. I'm not going to allow my streets to burn down. I care about, just like you said, I love our country. And I think it's outrageous that these people are making these kind of mob threats. And that should not happen. This is America, and law and order needs to be paramount. And the Democrats need to step up. So I'm hoping that we draw some attention that they step up and they don't do it. Because it is just so over the top and it's so wrong. Let's go to Will on line two. Go ahead, Will, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. You know... To understand the left is to realize that it's a handful of intellectual elitists manipulating a mob full of imbeciles. That's why we call them useful idiots, okay? These people out there yelling and screaming, they don't understand what today's decision was. They don't understand. Chuck Schumer is an attorney, okay? He knows what this is. The Supreme Court does not ban things. The Supreme Court lifts unconstitutional bans. What the Supreme Court came out and said was that stare decisis and precedent is not the end-all, be-all. 
And just like Plessy versus Ferguson took 58 years to overturn this egregious decision to create a right out of thin air and then call it a constitutional right and then to legislate from the bench was unconstitutional to begin with. And what they should have done in my lifetime, I'm 45 years old. There have been 100 or more decisions by the Supreme Court overturned by subsequent decisions. So this is obviously much more major decision, but this is nothing new. And this is actually setting a new precedent that just because a precedent was set that stretched the original intent of the Constitution doesn't mean that we keep setting new precedents and new precedents to create uh, a scenario where we're so far from the original intention of the Constitution that it becomes something else. No, absolutely. And by the way, Will, to your point, it's been, uh, and I know you mentioned how many in your lifetime, it's been 230 times uh, that the court overall in its history has overturned basically a precedent, including this. So you're right. This is not a new thing. Um, and when they went before, you know, and met with, you know, different people when they were going through the nominating process, they can never comment on a case. You're not allowed to. I mean, I don't know of any Republican or Democrat ever comments on a case. All they ever say is we will give deference to a, pre- a president. We'll look at it. We'll review it, which they clearly did. This clearly wasn't a hasty decision. They know how high the stakes were. They saw the protests. They saw the threats. They know about the leak. All of that stuff. By the way, how come we don't know who leaked anything yet? I mean, isn't that amazing? Here it is. Months. And we still don't even know who did the actual leak. And there, there's not that many people there. Why is it so difficult? Why have we not gone after that? I mean, there, there's a lot of questions here tonight. Let's go to Dave uh, on line three. Dave, your thoughts about it all. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, if you didn't like uh, the rulings, then you shouldn't be re- uh, voting to reelect Trump because he uh, nominated three of those justices that voted against Roe versus Wade. Right. And if you like the ruling, then then you should vote for. And by the way, he's not on the ballot. You know that. And, and uh, you know, in November, it's a midterm. So. Nobody's on the ballot for president. You understand that, Dave, right? I understand that, but I'm telling you he's planning to rerun, and, and I'm not voting for him. I didn't vote for him the first time. And by the way, those people that are protesting have every right to protest right now. And and by the way, I have said I don't mind peaceful protests where I, where I do not agree in any shape or form is that they're showing up outside their homes. You think there's something right about that, where they're showing up outside justices' homes and where they're putting out their addresses and their kids' schools and the timetable that the kids go to school. And some of these groups are out there destroying and already vandalizing pro-life centers and talking about, quote, a summer of looting, rioting, and burning. That 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 is scary, Dave. Come on. Rita, you also need to be I'm, – I'm not condoning what they're doing. I'm against what they're doing. But I also, on the other side of the coin, I'm not going to vote for Trump. And by the way, you need to be Dave, honest with the people Dave, that you are – hang on. Wait, ready. Dave. Dave, hang on. You're not answering my question because you just said – because you know, yeah, I'm not – you – I'm not talking about Trump. This is a – this is a – I don't like seeing, you know, streets across America burning – and looting by people who get out of hand. I didn't like it in 2020. I don't like anybody doing the violence that we saw. But come on, Dave. I mean, there is such, some of the rhetoric is so over the top. You gotta admit, there's such a blatant double standard when you see Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying, into the streets, into the streets. And then you see Chuck Schumer saying, you know, 
Uh, you know, you won't know what hit you, Gorsuch. You won't know what hit you, Kavanaugh. I mean, come on, Dave. Compared to even though you don't like Trump, uh, that rhetoric is so inflammatory. And you know, if those words came out of uh, Trump or somebody on the right, there'd be a fourth January 6th commission. Come on. Those people that you mentioned, from, from uh, Schumer to uh, Olaf Crazy, known as uh, AOC, they are not condoning violence in, uh, to protest with regard to uh They're not the, condemning the it. Ruling. They're not condemning it. They're not condemning it, Dave. They're, the President Biden, to this day, has still not said anything about the guy who was planning to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. That, that to me is shameful and that speaks volumes. And I wouldn't like it if they were out there trying to kill, uh, Sonia Sonoyor or anybody. I mean, it's just, it's horrible. It's dangerous. Uh, but to me, it shows how blatantly political these people are that they will not condemn an attack against a Supreme Court justice because they don't like that justice's politics. I mean, it has to be law and order for everybody. It has to be fair for everybody. You can't pick and choose. When we come back, we're going to continue with our calls. Everybody, Dave, great to hear from you. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Little opposites attract from Paul Abdul, and in this case, the opposites don't attract. (laughs) They're locking heads, it seems, and we are keeping an eye on all the protests across the country. And also to keep an eye on the states, what will the states do? Because now the decision by the Supreme Court goes back to the states. Let's go to, let's go to Andrew on line one. Andrew, your thoughts about it all, my friend. How you doing? Hey, Rita. And if you want me to recount my terrible tales from the past of abortions that, you know, I was partaking in with girlfriends, you know, I'll I'll do that. And I never talked about it on the air, but it's very regretful and shameful. But I just want to say first on the legal aspect, it's um, a right to life. And when the baby's in the third trimester, I would ask Dan, does he differentiate between the first trimester and the third when the baby can live outside of the womb, when it's when it's actually a developed baby and not a fetus. So, um, and ironically, when he compares it to civil rights for black people, I think that's appalling to compare killing babies or fetuses to black Americans having their rights that they deserve by God. And ironically, Margaret Sanger set up Planned Parenthood to exterminate the black race. Yeah, so no, how, you're right. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of history there, Andrew. That's a good point because people don't realize the initial history of Planned Parenthood and obviously uh, a lot of the background there, a lot of the very controversial background, as you highlighted. Let's go to Elena real quick. Elena, line two, your thoughts. Good evening. Good evening, Elena. What do you make of all this? I mean, you know, it's just it's it's it gets me so angry that the left is riling up their base and not condemning some of the people who are talking about violence right now. Rita, I am really surprised at Miss Ocasio. I thought she had more intelligence, but she is rallying people who have very little knowledge about government and the law and what had happened with Roe v. Wade, and she's telling them to 
party in the streets. Party your way and your style. By the way, by the way, Elaine, if it was partying, I'm all for that. It's the violence that I'm definitely not for. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.